Hey YouTube, I'm very happy to be here. I have a great video for you today. We're going to be going over exactly why a foreign-owned multi-member LLC doesn't have to pay taxes in the United States and why their owners don't pay taxes either. You're going to love it. I guess there's insert intro, right? So, um, hey everyone, so happy to have you here. I know on my channel I talk a lot about single-member LLCs and multi-member LLCs, corporations, different things like that, because I'm talking to my my audience, which is mostly non-residents, people who live outside of the United States, don't have citizenship or green cards. And while I've made support memos and talked in great detail about why a single member foreign-owned LLC does not pay taxes in the US, I haven't put together the research and the facts and all the pieces together to show why a multi-member LLC doesn't pay taxes in the United States until now and i wrote a memo on it like uh, the first on the first video i said just email me and i'll send it to you i stopped sending it because um you know i'm first of all i made the video for you and then also the attorney said just can't be just giving out stuff like that so in any case this is a video i'm going to go over a lot of the uh the rules as to why well how a foreign-owned single or multi-member llc um re files reports every year and like why it doesn't have to pay any taxes in the united states it's very interesting and it's a little bit nuanced. So I took a lot of the pieces from the first memo. Uh, we go through the concept, who's a resident, who's subject to tax, how is an LLC treated? Um, how is a, cause I guess, cause there's two ways to do a partnership in the US. You can open an actual partnership, but like I all, I've only done like uh, maybe like five of those. And that's for different reasons, like family limited partnerships. Almost always partnerships are set up through multi-member LLCs. Uh, the ownership of an LLC is called membership interest. So you don't own shares and you, that's just how you call the ownership of an LLC. So uh, we're going to go through uh, all of these things. So let's just, I'm just going to scroll through this and I'll take you to some of the support. So the overall concept is that the IRS taxes, it's uh, taxes people based on residency. If you're a tax resident based on like where you live and also apart from that, where the income is earned. Okay, so who's subject to U.S. taxation? U.S. residents, which would be citizens, green card holders, people who um, satisfy a substantial presence test. If you live in the U.S. Uh, like half the year, you should look up those rules, substantial presence test. I should probably make another video on that. And um, corporations, okay? Trust, estates, whatever. How's the LLC treated? It's completely passed through. An LLC's federal tax treatment depends on as one member or it's made of tax election. So by default, an LLC is either a, a sole proprietorship, aka a disregarded entity, like you're working out of your own uh, bank account, except you have legal protection and you have you know all the other benefits of having a company, or a partnership, which is a multi-member LLC. The partnerships are more complicated, um, but they're more beneficial for a variety of reasons as well. Partnerships fit into a nice gray area when it comes to estate taxes, um, that you could, because a partnership as an entity will never die. Whereas if you, if someone owns an LLC and they own real estate in that, and that the owner of the LLC dies, they were still going to subject you to estate taxes and transfer taxes if it's U.S. property. I don't want to go on that tangent now. So here's here's what we're gonna. This is the page with all the good stuff, right? Is a foreign-owned multi-member LLC a U.S. tax resident? So. Many people assume that it's like default, that it is a U.S. tax resident. And I actually 
agree that a partnership would have to, a U.S., an LLC with multiple members would have to file Form 1065 to report the activities each year. I've done it by filing the form blank. It has the same net effect, but I might start doing it by filing the full report. It's a lot more work for kind of no reason, but, um, you know, I'll see how I do that with my clients. I think I think it's probably best to file a full partnership return, put all your income, expenses, and sales. And I haven't done that for all my clients in the past. I think there's no exposure and risk um, for not doing that because the tax impact in the end is the same. And we'll get to that, right? So does a foreign-owned multi-member LLC pay taxes? Per Code Section 701, a partnership shall not be subject to income tax. Persons carrying out a business as partners shall be liable for the income tax only on their separate individual capacities basically on their personal tax returns. So, and I say personal because uh, most uh, owners of LLCs like this are persons, but it could be a foreign company. It could be a, a trust. It could be anything that could own the LLC and make it a partnership return. So it's pretty flexible. So um, these regulations also say that if their partnership has no income deductions or credits, they're not required to file a return. So that's something that I've kind of uh, discovered as well. Some people like to file protective returns anyways. It's up to you. So here's the here's the gold right here. Do partners of the LLC pay U.S. taxes? Because we know the partnership, the company itself, has to file a report, but it doesn't actually have to pay any taxes. So do the partners have to pay taxes? Because with a partnership return, you have um, ABC LLC, there's four owners of it. It has to report all the activity and then as the statements for each owners where the proportion of the profits get attributed to each of the owners. And those are called K-1s. And so if I own 50% of an LLC and it makes a million dollars, then my L my K-1 will show $500,000 of taxable profits for me as a U.S. resident. So with you, um, in this example, you know, I kept the same example. Um, Juan Esteban and his wife are Argentinians. Um, they get paid from people all over the world. So basically, Juan and his wife would report the activities of the business and they would report their proportion of the profits on Forms K-1. And what does that mean for the foreign partners? Well, per publication 519, the U.S. Guide for Aliens, and I couldn't, the tax code is uh, very specific. And it also leaves room for interpretation. That's why we have to go to other forms of US of IRS guidance to take us to the answer. But let's go here, um, my face over here. So I'm in, I'm in the publication 519, a US tax guide for aliens. Aliens are non-residents, non-resident aliens. So I search K1 because a 1065, a partnership form will issue K1s to its partners. And I think we've determined that that would be required. If you don't have an ITIN or a tax ID, it makes it even less important to do all this. But let's go over the rules, right? So you do not need to file Form 1040NR, which is a personal foreign, a foreign personal tax return, if you meet any of the following conditions. Blah, blah, blah. There's three. So personal service exemption, which allowed non-residents whose only trader businesses, the personal services, so there's no um, U.S. trade or business income. And then these, you're a non-resident alien student teacher. So if you're on a student visa, you are an apprentice basically on a student visa or using a tax treaty. Or third one, this is for us right here. You are a partner in a U.S. partnership that was not engaged in a trade or business in the United States during 2019. And your K-1 includes only income from U.S. sources that is not effectively connected 
with a U.S. trade or business. That's it. It tells us. They told us right here. So if you are delivering personal services from your home in Argentina, in Belgium, in Canada, in anywhere in the world apart from the United States, then and you have no U.S. partners and you have no U.S. real estate, nothing to do with the U.S. United States, then you don't have to file a personal tax return to report or pick up the income from the Schedule K-1. It is, I would probably, if we start, if, we, if you have a tax ID, I would probably file a, a zero personal tax return showing, like stating this for like my clients that are doing big business and, and partnerships. I would probably still file this form proactively and say that the taxpayer receives a K-1, but per this publication and I'll find some more supporting code sections, but it's not, I haven't found anything that directly supports it. Um, the taxpayer doesn't have to pay any tax in the United States. So in the memo, and we go over this in on the LLC memo as well, um, US partners. Okay. So then we have, this is the last point seals the deal. This is what I reference here. I just copied it and pasted it into this um, memo and I put quotes even though it's public uh, information, the IRS website. So the last point seals the deal. If you are a non-resident person and you are a partner in a U.S. partnership, not engaged in a trade or business in the United States, known as U.S. source income, see below, then you don't have to file a 1040NR or pay, basically, or pay any taxes in the U.S. on your partnership income. If the partnership has no U.S. source income, it does not need to withhold taxes on the income of its members either. So the members don't have to file returns or pay taxes in the United States as long as there's no U.S. source income. So what happens when a partnership has U.S. source income? If you have U.S. source income, it's like what most practitioners will tell you. On most uninformed U.S. CPAs, if you call 10 CPAs, eight or nine of them are going to say this. Maybe all 10 if you don't call me, <laughs> they're going to say this. If you ha it's a U.S. partnership is a U.S. person, and if it has um, foreign partners, then the U.S. partnership has to withhold taxes on the foreign on the foreign partners, and that's Form eighty eight hundred five. Let's take a look at that Form eighty eight hundred five. So this is foreign partners information statement of Section fourteen forty six withholding taxes. So let's look at the form. No, we want Form 8804, excuse me. Form 8805 is the the partner's statement. Form 8804 is what we're looking for. So this is the annual return for partnership withholding taxes, and it's for foreign partners. Name a partnership. The withholding agent is the same as the partnership, and here we are. Number of foreign partners. Number of Forms 8805. This is the question right here. Total effectively connected income allocable to foreign partners. So that's going to be zero. And that's this is why this is why we can file this form and say that there's no affected US effectively connected income. The partnership does not have to withhold taxes on the income of the partners either. And this is a that the 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 fact that this line exists right here is even more support that we can file everything properly and not have the foreign partners be subject to any US taxes. There's clearly more filing to be done. It's clearly more complicated than a, a foreign-owned single-member LLC. 
However, the U.S. still throughout all of this, as we've reviewed, will not tax a partnership, a multi-member LLC that has no effectively connected income or business in the United States. And this works for many people use it for trading as well. So if you have a lot of stocks and investments, a partnership is a great way to do it because then you, the partnership, sure, you have a million dollars of capital gains, but that's not even taxable to foreign partners. And then this is how we indicated on here that it's not, there's zero, um, zero effectively connected taxable income to corporate, to, uh, to partners reduction of taxes. Um, it's just basically zero because there's no effectively connected income on this form. So if we go back to the report, what is effectively connected income in the United States? And, I, and I'll go through the, the rules more and if it's uh, through the rules of this uh, withholding tax form, but let's actually look at code section 1446 on here too. I'm going through a huge rabbit hole to make a long video for you. If a partnership has effectively tax, um, connected taxable income for the year and any portion is allocable to a foreign partner, such partnerships shall pay withholding tax. Perfect. That supports exactly. And I didn't have this up. I didn't think to do this before I started making this video. But this is perfect, supports our point. If a partnership has effectively connected taxable income for any taxable year, any portion of income allocable to a foreign partner, and we know what that is, and we know what section of four allocations are, then there would be withholdings. But there is no effectively connected taxable income. And then we go back to the report, sources of income. Uh, this is where we go through what is effectively connected income. Uh, really like, uh, I think we talk about it up here to the who's subject taxation, how's LLC treated. Okay, so it is actually right here. Sources of income. So for the U.S. tax rules, income earned within the United States is subject to taxation by U.S. government, effectively connected income. The rules for determining can be different depending on jurisdiction and country. So per Code Section 864, no gain or loss is taxable to a um, to a non-resident not doing business in the U.S. That's pretty obvious. So Code Section 862 talks about compensation for labor or personal services performed outside the United States is not U.S. source income. So if you're doing personal services, outside the United States is not US source income. Uh, I guess this is where some of my drop shippers would have a question. I think I look at drop shipping as a service. If you're doing Amazon, you're keeping inventory in the US, you know, you have to be careful because you don't want to, the IRS to challenge you and say you are doing business in the United States. And that's always something that we're still waiting for further guidance on how this new wave of digital, um, like e-commerce basically is gonna be taxed in the US because there's still no guidance. But for services, it's very clear in my opinion. Having a fixed place of business, if you have an office, if you have an agent or salesperson that has the authority to enter into contracts for the company, if you have an agent or salesperson that is not an independent agent, so they basically work just for you. If you have an employee in the U.S., and there's more rules here in this code section, you can look it up. Um, and if you get like U.S. source income, which would be um, services, if you physically perform services in the U.S., if you get dividends or interest income from U.S. sources, uh, rental income from U.S. property, you know, things like that, then there is mandatory withholding rules as well. So this is a little bit, um, this is, uh, how do I say, this is like pretty standard, okay? Most of its services income is not subject to tax and we, that's what we went over why. So United States reporting requirements, 
you know, the partnership form files form 1065. The partners don't have to file anything if there's no U.S. source income. And you probably file form 8804, 8805 to show that there's no withholding taxes required. So in conclusion, we explained why, uh, what individuals are subject to U.S. taxation, what type of income is subject to U.S. taxation, and what forms are um, required to be filed. A, oh, actually, that changes. A multi-member foreign on LLC does not perform service in the United States and has no fixed place of business or employees in the United States is not subject to U.S. taxation. The only agro is to renew the LLC and file form 1065 and whatever, form 1065. Okay, that's it. We did it. I finally put the memo together. I hope you really enjoyed this video. Uh, you know, I could talk all day, but I'm, I think that's it. I think I really hit hammered on the points. Share this video with your friends if you have, uh, or your partners, if you're considering opening an LLC in the U.S. and you have partners. This is like some information for you showing why you don't actually have to pay any taxes in the United States while you have your U.S. business as long as you're doing all your work outside of the U.S. And that's why I'm still busy helping people open U.S. companies so that they can um, invoice people, expand their brand, get more clients, use U.S. banking. There's so many reasons to have a U.S. company, especially um, when you're outside the U.S. because there's the only cost is keeping it open and there's no taxes to pay and it's just complete freedom. So uh, if you have any questions or you want to comment below, please comment. Make sure to like the video. It's really helpful. Subscribe so you can get notifications about future videos about this in case anything changes because the laws change here constantly. That's why I'm so busy. And, you know, thanks for being here watching the video. If you want to learn more, uh, just definitely email us. You can schedule a call. Check out our website. I have, the courses are coming out so soon. I'm almost done. I, I was doing this and uh, doing research to finish filming the main course that we're putting out. So um, stay tuned and keep checking our website, mbtaxconsultants.com, which is where we're going to be hosting everything. So uh, thanks again for your support, and I will see you on the next video.